Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Sex Actually podcast. It's your host, Dave Neal. Quick intro here. I have a fun episode ahead uh, for you with my buddy, Landon Hughes. Hilarious stand-up comedian, but just a good guy. You're going to really enjoy this conversation. Uh, you know, you know, it's obvious what they say. you got to surround yourself with good people. Any industry, um, any, any family, you know, we're not all, we're not all um, on the same energy level. And it's good to just hang with those that just mean well. You know, those that, that are out there with just a good vibe. And um, I don't know. You know, it's hard to define what a good vibe is, but I'm telling you, this guy is that. So I think you're going to enjoy the next 75 minutes or so of entertainment as we talk about our love lives and all the things that are going on in our world. Uh, if you're new to this podcast, hey, how are you? I'm Dave Neal from Newport, Rhode Island, um, stand-up comedian. And um, yeah, I like, uh, I, like, I, like, I like to talk about uh, my world as, uh, as it revolves around being a little codependent and a little, uh, a little needy, loving the affirmations, and just trying to find my place in society. So you know what? If that's too much for you, then I'm sorry, but I uh, just want to be loved. <laughs> what if I just cried for the next hour? Yeah, some episodes I go solo and we just rant. We answer sex questions and dating and relationship stuff, and then some episodes we have a fun guest on. Tasha makes a cameo in this episode, but she's been busy working she's a working woman so um yeah, she makes a quick cameo between uh, you know you know stopping by between gigs but uh, my chat with landon's uh is a treat for you i gotta let you guys know um i don't uh, pedal this to you all too much but i need you to start uh helping me out by sharing the podcast on your twitter look I don't know if you have 20 followers or 10,000. It doesn't matter. We're trying to get featured on iTunes because um, they're a great place to be featured, and it would do a it would do a good solid for the following. It introduces to some new people, and it'd be all good. So what you do is you go to the little purple app, your little Apple app on your iPhone, and if you don't have an iPhone, find your significant other or you know somebody in your family has one. You go to the app, you you, you type in search, you, you type in sex actually, or you can just say, hey Siri, search for sex actually podcast or oh, look my series doing it right now Searching podcasts for sex actually. hey there you go hey siri subscribe to the sex actually podcast do it siri fucking fuck you siri siri subscribe to the sex actually podcast just to confirm would you like to subscribe to the podcast sex actually also known as the sap comedians dishing about sex Dating and relationships by Dave Neal and Tasha Courtney? Yes. Look at that. And then it's... Okay, all right, Siri. But the point is, is it's that easy. You can do it. You can type in whatever, and then and then once you get there, like, sure, I want you to leave a review and rate it. Of course, we're at two hundred four ratings, five star. Of course, I want those. But what I want you to do is hit those little three buttons that the the little dot 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 button on the top right, and it says uh, share. Then you hit the share button, and then it says message, mail, uh, Twitter, whatever. Hit the Twitter button. Share it to Twitter. But what I want you to do is i want you to type in at apple podcasts that's plural apple podcasts and i want you to say something nice about the episode that you like or the podcast in general and ask them if they'd feature it you know what i mean um it doesn't take many people to 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 make moves you know 10 15 of the of our great listeners out there they're gonna read these and they can go oh that's a cool podcast that's a cool little album cover whatever yeah oh yeah no we like that guy he's all right and they're gonna feature it and then we're gonna triple the following and then we're gonna do some live shows and you're gonna directly benefit from it by better content uh the content's not gonna improve it's still gonna be me but uh maybe i'll do it twice a week 
Can you imagine that? Maybe it'll be every day. Who knows how far we'll get. Uh, but I thank you guys so much for your support. And again, I truly do believe this, that so many of you out there that listen um, want to find out ways that they can support this. And I'm telling you right now that um, Twitter, um, you can uh, do a screen grab, throw it on your Instagram too, tag six actually pod on there or at, at the app, whatever the fuck the Instagram is. Holy shit. Uh, I'm the worst at this. Go out, go out there and show me some love and support it. And um, we're going to support you by uh, releasing this episode right now. So enjoy my chat with Landon Hughes. But is there like any, uh, yeah. like I'm at the point now where I'd go to a cafe that has, uh, you know, um, or like I'd go if there's a cafe or, or like good music or something stupid. Okay, I don't hear you and it's because you're not Hello? turned on. There oh. we go. <laughs> and we're live. Okay. Test all is right. good. Nice. How do you sound? Do you sound all right? I think so. Now your cans are on three here. So is that loud enough or do you? Uh, uh, three's perfect. Three's good. Oh, we do sound good. Oh, nice. This, and, and the start of something great is born. <laughs> yeah. So you're so we're so you you did live in the area, but now you moved farther away. I lived right, like maybe half a mile down on Virgil. And uh, do you miss it? No, there's nothing. Clinton to and Virgil. Huh? Yeah, I miss it. It was fun. So you're a homeowner now. I am. Okay, what's it? I mean, it's like your parents. It's amazing. <laughs> you can actually like care about shit. Like if I lived, if I would patch this shit up, if this was my home, you know what I mean? I do. I would do stuff. I was patching shit up in my old place. <laughs> yeah, I always thought like leave it better than you found it. Sort of mentality. I don't mean go all out and change drywall, but you know yeah. you could make a new black backsplash if you got a weekend. You could do something different. I. uh Tasha, like I was saying this before we started recording, and I'm with Landon Hughes, who's uh, uh, you're you're, you're going to make people happy today. I'm going to tell the audience that right now. They're going to enjoy your energy. Oh gosh, you're a good guy. <laughs> there, and, I, and not there's help. a good guys out there, but you're you're one of the good ones. And I uh, and I want to uh, let everyone know that they're in for a treat here. Thank you. Uh, what's so we were talking my when I moved into this place. Usually, you'd think you move into a lady's place, and it's all like perfect and this and that but what it was is it was years of her living alone and all of her habits not being called out totally i've always had my habits called out because i've always but, lived but, with dudes to be like dude what are you doing but those habits are different habits from different people like yeah. you have you say that she has bad habits dude, well, she had a stack she had like a stack of uh, files on the table <laughs> and, uh, and she i love talking shit about her because she's not here and she can't defend herself <laughs> because who knows it was her tax day for all i know but i came and i was like what's going on with this and she had this pink sofa this love seat she had painted it pink maybe she had used a um a uh a fabric friendly paint maybe not we don't know <laughs> and the box tv the whole place i was like uh-uh honey this ain't gonna work no air conditioning None of it. Did you bring in most of the furniture? Or was most of it here? And then you just sort of DIY'd, organized it. All? I had a I had a Sebring convertible mm-hmm. that I had moved across the country. So I had one of the. So that's a two door but four seater, and it actually was has it gold. Oh, I wish it was a hunter green. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was an amazing car. But we one of her friends was give, like selling her a sectional couch. This couch right here. So I I packed it two loads. It took two loads on top of my convertible <laughs> with the top down in the trunk kind of extends. You actually actually have almost like an El Camino level of truck of of a uh, cat of space of bed space without any walls in the LeBaron 
In the Sebring. Sebring. I, it's funny that you said LeBaron because LeBaron was my first car. <laughs> LeBaron, I had a red LeBaron in college. And, um, it's, it's similar in my mind. It'll, it all ties together because my friend in college came out of the closet to me while I was driving him in my red LeBaron with a white leather interior. <laughs> Gaze. Yes. And he was like, right, I'll come out to Dave. It's like it's like the minor league. So come out to me because I'm in the red LeBaron. It should be safe. Soft lob. <laughs> but when you, take, when you take the top down on those convertibles, they have like moving latches. So they're actually designed so you can schlep shit around. Wow, so nice. I had that. I, I moved two loads. I moved her, this sectional couch here. Um, this table, I don't I don't like it. She's so she's so she's not a pack rat, but she puts so much emotional energy into material items that she does she would will never get rid of this. How old are you guys? I'm 33. She's not my age. Okay, cool. She's not no, young. No, she's not young. Okay. She's in no, her no, 30s. I'm told I used to be to like that. I used to be that girl though. I mean, I still <laughs> I still am kind of. Man, like, I'm that girl. I, I just have better taste now. <laughs> I know what's really worth holding on to. Can you throw to. something away? <laughs> yeah, now I can. What if you had to throw away that you were like, "Oh boy, let's just do it and not think overthink this." <laughs> well, that took years of me going, "Well, you know, what if, you know, I live in California. You have all these fire, you know, going up in these houses, and I watch these like Bel Air people, and I was like, "Mwaha!" And then I watch the sad news footage of these people. I'm like, "Oh no, they're just human too." Yeah, they're like uh, sifting through records to find a photo terrible. album. Like, so I'm like, I learn, I'm learning and teaching myself better habits. But of like, not photo albums attaching. for the most part are in the cloud these days. I grab them. I have one. Yeah. I have a me and Dimitri Instagram printed picture. Dimitri's photo. your guy's name? Is my husband's your name. Your husband's yeah. name? Dimitri. And, we, and yeah, so I would grab that. And maybe my Nintendo Switch. <laughs> and then that's it. I, uh, yeah, I mean, me, it's like a laptop. And, um, you know, me, there's, I got some junk drawers and stuff. But I've had to move several times now in that Sebring. So if it doesn't fit in my car, it doesn't come with me. And I got to the point where I had a nice cooler that I couldn't bring up the stairs here. And I just like, fuck. She's like, you really need that? And I was like, uh, I guess not. It wasn't like a Yeti or something. No, it wasn't like that nice. It was just like, like one of those ones with like the this the suitcase, um, you know, bar oh, that you, you stroll yeah. it around. It was a bro. It was a bro cooler. You know, you sit on it at the baseball game. I just bought one of those igloo ones for a camping trip. I Dude, love them. And there's just no space. I mean, look in here. There's no. There's if if you ever think there's space and you look around, there's something in that space. There's no space. But it, the space is used good and it looks good. It doesn't look like you have like yeah. a lot of stuff. It looks it looks like a uh, like a HD. TV house in here. It looks really pretty. It's honestly, it's like the Henry David Thoreau. When you simplify life, the laws of become simpler. I think that's the quote. I probably butchered it. But when you when you do whittle it down to what your bare essentials are, because it's like we don't use half of our clothes or eighty percent of that, and wow. we don't even have. I mean, we could even whittle more shit out of here. But it's like we, we yesterday we were at um, the Arsenic House, which is a it's a it's like a lifestyle brand mm-hmm. that Tasha has done photo shoots with, and they've actually really helped her build her following back in the day because they've got you know millions of followers and they're booty models over there and photographers, but they're mixing in brands like whiskey and other cool things. But their whole their whole image is very important so like they've got a house in the hills that's i mean it's a gigantic mansion with the you know infinity hot tub that flows into the pool and this and that but they're really cool people and yesterday we went over there for a barbecue and we're just like this is fucking so far away from all reality but it's a mile up the hill (laughs) that's like that's like the highland park like i just said like we bought this house and it was like i have a friend you know jess who runs the open mic i love her boyfriend travis and her came over for a party one night thanks for the invite actually no you you did invite me you did (laughs) get a party i I couldn't go you were gone i wish i was there okay so they came and he travis kept teasing me kept coming up to me going Hey, it's really nice being in Tarzana. Because it's that separate, even though it's only three miles from, like, 
downtown LA. Yeah. It's that separated just in, in what it is. Be- and you're like in the apartment you, and yeah, you're space. like in a neighborhood in the woods, not in the woods, but it's like the hills. Uh, right? It's like it's a, it's grassy. Smaller hills. Yeah, yeah, but it's like not. The grassy knolls. <laughs> I'm in a, I'm in a brick building. This looks like they used to make bread here. This, this is, is like a bread I factory. This is what I used to live in though. Like this is LA style is to live in an apartment because you're here to work. Unless you buy a condo, then it better be big. Yeah. <laughs> no, and that's the thing is like in buying right now, it's like, you know, it, you better love it or whatever. I mean, were you guys looking for a while? Not even love it. Just something that you would want to bring up because LA is just that. It's constantly people coming through. It's not, I don't know. You hear these flipper people that are always like making a dime off of it. I don't know if it's changing their lives. It's still hard work. They but need to tax you the do shit it. out of people that have too many properties. They, <laughs> they do. do. They do. In this world, that was okay. Like my, my, my family's got a few properties. And in, in Rhode Island, they can't sell them because the, when you sell a property, that's not your main property. And so there's probably some real realtors listening going, this isn't true. But when you sell a property <laughs> that's not your main property, they tax it at like a 40-something percent level. It's like very ridiculous. If it's not the home you are selling that you live in primarily. Yeah. If it's like an extra, an additional source of income or an additional... Uh, Investment so that's property. anything over one home? I believe so, at least in Rhode Island. I don't know what the rules are. I'm sure in different places. Oh, you're from there? Yeah. It's a tiny state, though. Tiny state. You don't have that much room to do that. There's, there's surprisingly, I mean, compared to LA, there's still farmland and... Yeah, there's still room there. It's not like, you know, what's happened to like Manhattan where there's just literally not an ounce of space. Right. Well, let's see what I, I had pictured in like Jersey in my mind a certain way like that but then all of a sudden it's just oh, Jersey's, country Jersey's it's so like pretty. Um, Jersey's <laughs> like Iceland they call it that so like oh it's cold and it's really not that's what Jersey is they call it because everyone's like oh Jersey's trash and yeah there's some people there that are trash but Jersey's beautiful. It's so car- pretty yeah. green. Yeah, yeah, I love it. And Rhode Island's that way too. Rhode Island's just an old I was built in the 1600s. Yeah. There's literally homes that are built in the 1600s that still many stand. homes that still stand in Newport my hometown. They had witchcraft. I mean that town the fucking, you know, witches. You know, we forgot about that whole, like, part of society. Like Salem witch trials. It was just a stuff? bunch of pagan people that were, like, checking out the stars. <laughs> go, you're a witch. If you if you sink, you're not a witch. If you float, you're a witch. And they just throw them in the water. Hey, we forgot about that. Uh, and we but, found no winners. <laughs> yeah. We'll light you on fire. If you survive, you're not a witch. Um, but you're, where are you from? Uh, so I was born in San Diego, but a military brat. So all over the United States. So you, so that makes sense. That's, you were also in the military. So my, yeah. So my grandfather and father, and then I was like, well, I can't be that dude who doesn't, you know? So I did my Same four. branch or what? Da- uh, so Navy, Navy, and then I was Air Force. And then like. You didn't even go Navy? Mm-mm. My dad a- said, he said, I don't care if you join the military, just don't join the army. Because the, just the idea that one's better than the other? Yeah, totally. There's so much prejudice between branches. But it's, I don't know, it's all fair in love and war. But it's like... Uh, My dad was in the army. Nice. But I don't know anything about it because... I they think were just for, I for me. Well, he was Midwest. I feel like if you're from the middle of the country, they put you in the army. If you're from the coast, they put you on a boat or whatever. That's why they all talk like that in World War II movies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're fighting for... The, well, that's the thing with hierarchy. I always talk about this because I'm obsessed with hierarchy and how in society right now we're trying to pretend there, it doesn't exist. We're trying to pen. Like, we're trying to pretend like people. It's everyone, hard to just drop it all because your whole daily routine is set into how far or how less somebody is in their wokeness. Uh, you know, 
for the word of the day, you know, to use for that sense, you know, that it is in this, uh, this virtue signaling, whenever I see somebody, <laughs> which I guess the term now is virtue signaling, but just like pretending like their shit doesn't stink and why they're great and, and, and promoting that. I just look at them and go and wonder what, like, what are they hiding? It's the people that kind of just take care of their own shit and and it's almost like that, um, like AA, and you know I'm not in AA, but they have that like promote. What, what's it? They have this fuck man. The, the term it's like promoting without actually. You don't say like why you're doing well. You just let people ask, and they go, "Oh, are you doing well? Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm working the steps and this and that." It's like you lead by the inside out. You don't help. And then, but in today's world, at least online, it's just everyone jockeying to show why they're why they're on the right side of things. And when you talk about Army, Navy, that's all probably in good fun because when shit's hitting the fan, you guys are brothers supporting each other. Um, but, exactly. But it's still it's still like, you know, you go, I go back to New England. Are you from Rhode Island? You're a fag. And it's one of the – and it's because that's the key, you know, and every New Englander is a fag and they don't know why. Like everyone just, call, just blatantly <laughs> they calling secretly each want other. to. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's all it is. Really accepting actually. Dude, my last – my latest like 10 minutes of material has all been kind of trying to – Untangle homophobia in New England. Yeah, it's gonna take at least another fifty years, brother. <laughs> it is. It's 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 generations have to grow up. But and... I never. Again, it's just me though. I can't. I don't speak for like a group of people ever because I've just been everywhere and been around and just been accepting and like not accepted uh-huh. and just figured out eh, it's better with love. So uh, most of the time, nobody's giving me shit. I don't know if it's because I'm quote unquote straight acting or I'm gay enough that it's okay for that. Like I've heard all the. Re- Reasoning behind but you're from West the West Coast. West, sure, but also were you working was, with? Could you could you tell when you were in the in the Air Force with like someone who was super homophobic, or did they just kind of keep it to yeah, themselves? Yeah, but they would keep it to themselves. I mean, we were still had the same mission, and the job was you know we still got it done. We yeah. together, but because that's what's crazy is now. I think we're forcing people that are homophobic or racist into like these dark places where they have where, sure. they, where they're not evolving. They're just doing it in secret, being depressed about it. And I being think it's like it's just like an ignorance and a fear where it's like if someone got to meet if, so, if a homophobic dude hung out with you. I'm sure by the end of of your hang, you'd be like, "Oh, that guy's not bad." And I've then- always thought that growing <laughs> up. I always felt like I don't have to si- like you said. I don't have to signal anything. I and just be me, and then being cool, being me with that guy or this girl, that all dissolves, and now we're just people talking about you know movies and shit, and yeah. how to go forward, how to be people. Yeah, it's, it's but it's it's out there, and it's just I think it's crippling. I think I, I called think- it virtue. What is it? Virtue signaling. Virtue though, sig- like, so, what is the level in which you're allowed to virtue signal? Like, what's the stopping point? Well, here's uh, here's what's the crazy thing. Uh, if if Tasha were here, she would be like, "Duh, you're about to mention this again." Because sometimes <laughs> I have to deconstruct. Sometimes I have to deconstruct a Facebook comment thread and explain it to her and be like, "Do you see what's going on here?" I posted a status saying that two different comedians hit on Tasha. The status itself was like a joke, but not the type of joke I'd say on stage. Just an ob- observation. One comic hit on her at a comedy festival. He was um, a well-known comedian. Uh, he's his name's Mark Norman. He's a headline. He just hit on her. He didn't know she was with me. He I was on stage and she was like taking photos and he was like, oh, you know, like hey, you're beautiful. What you know, whatever. It was like it's like that. And then if a girl's sig- single and they're in like stand up and he kills it. She's going to be like into him, maybe a high percentage. She wasn't single. She wasn't into him, but no big deal. Life goes on. Um, This other dude, I won't say his name, uh, 
that hit on her was that like a show and he was like a just like a weird like he he got laughs but he's like you know first second year comic whatever so it was the idea that it's funny that it was it meant more to me it was cooler when the headliner hit on her versus when the open micer hit on her which is just the idea and that's normal hierarchy and and somebody comedy yeah, hierarchy comedy hierarchy it's giving them the, we're giving them a little leeway because they've stayed in the game this far and you Bill, trust them if more Bill Burr was like yeah, she's your girlfriend's gorgeous. I'm like, fuck yeah, man. Thanks, Bill Burr. I'm glad you think so. But random Joe at the open mic, it's dude, again, your girlfriend. So, so this chick, this, uh, and I will call her a chick in the status, who was a comedian, but she no longer practices as it as it were. <laughs> she she goes, she says something like, "Oh, this is you know what what's it what does it matter? You don't know how they were as a person." And I was like, "Do I have to break this down for you?" It was a joke, and she goes, "Well, I guess I didn't find it funny." And I was like, "It's not one of those types of jokes where you have to find it funny. It was just like a thing that a lot of comics and a lot of comics commented on it. I had a couple of shows over the weekend. Comics were coming up to me like, "Oh yeah, and I'm like, who was it? Blah blah blah. There's stupid shit. It wasn't me being like, "Who's hitting on my girl?" It was me sort of flexing, kind of bragging, like, "Hey, comics are hitting on my chick. I know. I can tell." And um, no big deal. And then I go look, and I said to her, "I was like, it's like if a homeless guy yelled." yelled at you that you were beautiful or George Clooney. You're telling me you wouldn't feel a little bit better if it was George Clooney? Oh, now you're making fun of homeless guys. And oh. I was like... <sighs> and she goes, this is why I'm glad I don't... She goes, this is why I'm glad I don't do comedy anymore. She was a past guest on the show. And I'm, and I'm sure I caught her on a bad day or whatever. But it's like, you're in my home. You're in my comment thread right now. So like, you better defend yourself if you're going to like shit on shit on who you are but people like us in la were constantly on all the time i'm on you're on we're on this podcast when we're off we're still kind of on yeah where i think like the people that are being kind of highlighted in their social injustices um are always on to debate fight prevail as being correct in the, you know and they are yeah. if they're feeling sad and down but yes they need to figure out how to calm that trigger down to a, a roar. <laughs> I mean, it's, of, like, uh, 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 it's like, am I the guy, and this is a girl that I know, am I the guy that you really need to be going after right now? Is this the issue? Because I compare... she doesn't know that. I, well, she would, how would she know that you know, going in, she just needs to treat every dude that she meets with this sort of rapport of like, yeah, I see what you're saying, dude. As, but, but a stranger, no. it's one thing you go, oh, geez, here oh, we but go. But you know this person. I know her. She's oh. on the podcast. Oh, oh right. Yeah, right. I know. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. I know, and I know her, and, it, and it's like, d- does she have a point? No, I couldn't find her point. And I find, I mean, I, look, in my relationship, I'm guilty of everything. Tosh is highly sensitive. I'll step the wrong way. I'll walk loud at night. She'll be like, you're walking loud. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm so, like, I can, I can I'm see. I'm Tasha. But, like, I can see. <laughs> Are you highly sensitive? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Dimitri, fucking hardworking guy, goes to work every day, does his job, comes home. I'm whining because there's not food ready for us. Yes. You didn't do anything. You are Tasha. You, you are sorry, Tasha. Tasha, me. <laughs> By the way, when she she will walk in between gigs and she is going to comment on the fact that there are towels everywhere. I yeah, I was doing laundry for the listeners. Well, I can't wait to see when this happens. I, today was a three loader, and I'm talking big loaders. Four four loader on the wash. I try to cram it into a three loader on the dry. So this is me trying to save seventy five cents. So so just nothing dried. Uh, usually it all dries, but you know whatever. I have you a get, ton of quarters for you if you need them. Oh, I'm I'm big now, dude. I got I get I got a lot of tip money out there. Nice. I'm, I'm I'm yeah I'm spitting. I coin start whenever I don't I don't like to get too deep in the quarters. 
Why? I don't know. I just, whenever I get like half, a, uh, at my side job, whenever I get like half a cup of quarters, which actually turns into like probably 20, 25 yeah. bucks, whenever I get that, I take it to Coinstar. And people say they don't like, you know Coinstar? Mm-hmm. They say they don't like Coinstar because Coinstar takes out like 7%. Yeah. If you choose the gift card option, they don't take anything out. What do you use? Starbucks. Oh, I'm going to use them anyway. Yeah, totally. I'm going to use them anyway. And then I load up that gift card onto my Starbucks app and I'm good to go. I save the change that I get through drive throughs and just shit throughout the day. And I've gotten two jars full and I get Amazon gift cards for film equipment. There you like go. that's how I keep my hobby going. Keep without, the change. Yeah. Keep yeah. the change. Yeah. So anyway, so I just, so with the Facebook thing, it's like, I mean, because I've talked about other other injustices where I'm not where my opinion is not and that's valid thing. because that's uh, thing. It's whether it's valid you. or not, you have an opinion and that's fine. But it's okay to be wrong, and that's where we all need to get over it. And it's I have like, before, and I go, yeah, I guess I'm wrong, but this is the way I feel. And people go, well, you can't fight that. <laughs> well, it, like, you can't fight that. It's like, yeah, this is the way I feel. But if you know, I don't have concrete evidence to support my point. I'm just sharing my feelings, and that's what Facebook used to be. You used to share your feelings. No. You didn't need to go into it like you're a defense lawyer. Now you know, it's with, like family Twitter. <laughs> like, uh, it's Twitter, but against uh, relatives and best friends. It's just, it's but weird. sometimes it sneaks up on you yeah. when it's like, oh, really? This is the person I have beef with today. And then you no. see other people, you know, co-signing by liking their points, and you go. Really? Is this what we're doing? To the point where I'm getting dudes private messaging me because, and again, this wasn't even an issue. This wasn't a, a gender issue. This was me breaking down a joke to the point where I had to use a homeless man on the far end of the spectrum versus a George Clooney as my example. And now it's, this is why I'm glad I don't do comedy because you always have to shit on each other. And I go, <laughs> I feel bad forever making jokes like on stage about personal appearance. Uh, Your own personal appearance? No, me, I'll tear myself apart on stage any minute. But, like, other people's, I can feel, like, I wouldn't make a fat joke anymore. One, because it's kind of lazy now, unless I'm at the roast battle or something stupid. But I won't go that low, uh, just because it's weak writing and it's boring to me. You can't do it unless you're fat. But I don't, for sure, yeah, totally. But I don't think, even even if I wanted to and I did it, it's fine, but... I just, because it's so kind of, yeah, b- lowbrow. There, there are jokes that the audience down. will laugh at, but you, have to, but you have to know you're punching down. Yeah. And that's, yeah, too. I mean, I have a, I have a bit of that, that um, dabbles in it, talking about the homeless. Just, you know, or homeless. Yeah, yeah, I've related to the, you know, I, my bit about Fear the Walking Dead and how it's like, you know, how they turn L.A. into a but wasteland. But you used it for the comparison, not for, like, just because. Yeah. It's situational, not uh, observational in a sense. You're not yeah. poking at the look. You're poking at the reality of it yeah yeah but it's still what i'm learning and i don't and it's just like i don't know if it's a little nanette special but it's like she she basically is a gay woman who from tasmania who says she doesn't want to have to make fun of her appearance anymore to get laughs which i totally support it use whatever you got i i have to be the fucking idiot in all of my jokes because you no one wants to see a dude talk about how like he's the champion do you know what I mean? Anything coming off bragging on stage is like, oof. There has to be a version of that where I'm failing, failing in the story. I think you're thinking too much of it. I'm telling bit. you, I've had audiences be like, sure, take that in. I mean, even my, bit, it, even but- my bit about Tasha being a model, I've had to really be like, no, no, no. This is why this sucks for me, right. and I'm going to lay out these points. You have to like you. You do have to become the defense lawyer when you're when you're arguing something. No, no, no. no. I know. I know what you're immediately thinking. Oh, geez, are you really going to complain about this? And now I have to get really good and funny as to why. Which is for me, 
having to deal with the fucking dudes like every you know everywhere hitting on her when i'm just you know a joe yeah and i can't be at my a game every time another dude's hitting on her (laughs) so it's almost like it's almost like how can i you know fight back in a in a in a conversation with her how can i like have my point but also know that there's a million dudes that are willing to be like "Eh, i'll take you out honey like i'll treat you well and it's like i do treat you well but i also i also need to not be walked on myself right and that's what that's what in a relationship it's like you have to hold your own but also you know you have to be you have to be pliable to 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 their points of view on it's a weird give and take in relationships how long have you guys been together so six years, married two and a half. How does the proposal work? Is there so, a set of rules? Well, I don't know what straight people do, but because it Me became neither. legal <laughs> in 2015, the day the the the, the court uh, released their ruling, uh, June 25th, 2015, that we were allowed to get married, I proposed to him that afternoon. Wow! But we knew, like any other couple, we're like, we won't get married, we won't get married. Bah, 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 bah. You know, you buy things, you start leveling up to get there, but you don't make the question yet. What better time? So Tasha, you just walked in. <gasps> Tasha's here. This is Landon. Meet Landon. I know. I, see, I told her she's gonna comment <laughs> she on it. Say I said it. she's gonna comment on the laundry. Before? Maybe at at Karma probably. Karma Lounge a while back. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to come? Do you have a minute to sit with me? No, Lane is talking about how he uh, proposed to Dimitri the day um, it became legal. Thank you, Supreme Court. Yeah, yeah. So then, so then there was no excuses at that point. <laughs> I'm waiting for it to become illegal for straight people. Right. We're working on it. <laughs> but, but the thing I was going to say is what what sucks for me is that I'm in a position where like I'm like it's easy for Tasha to be like, why haven't you proposed yet? Whereas if it was flipped, I don't know if she would have done it. <laughs> Come here, babe. Come sit with me. I was going to set a mic up for you, but I figured you would just kind of hang in. That's there. funny, though. But that's the thing. It's like, okay, so if we're breaking down walls and barriers, what what should the other side that you know is supposed to do one thing or another change about themselves? Well, or their- I was mentioning that I I was mentioning that I am. You know the one who's like walking around at night, and you go, your feet, your feet are heavy, and you know you're highly sensitive. And Landon said that he's like you, that he. I just yelled at Dimitri in bed last night. He like, oh, he's farted, and I'm just like, <laughs> God damn you, Dimitri! And I had to get out of bed and just leave. I'm just like, no. She, today, <laughs> today she goes, your babe, your fart followed you in here. He had like farted in the bathroom and like walked by with laundry, and it like hit me like a brick wall. And it's like I can't. I'm trying Whoa. my best. I don't even have a door. What am I feeding you? <laughs> Seriously. So, so Landon, you're saying that your your man will be working a hard day, and then he comes home, and you're. You're like What's I've been working on podcasts or writing, and then I'm like, "Where's food?" <laughs> she she forages for herself if I'm not going to prepare food. Like this morning, she made herself a sandwich, and she didn't make me one. Oh, I'll eat by myself, but I'm scared to eat by myself. Are you going to work? Do you need a packed lunch? Yeah, Aww. no, no. <laughs> a little brown bag. So, but it's it, the dynamics interesting. So, like he he must be the he's the giver, or the codependent one that wants to make you happy. We're both the codependent. We both one. Well, that, that's good. <laughs> that part, but like the, the the attitude and the sensitivity, I'm definitely I'm super sensitive because I don't know he's. Such an A brain. If we put it in those, you know, it's not a real thing or anything. But he's A, I'm B, and for some reason we match. Yeah, we click together. They like just Legos. bought a home together in Highland Park. Ooh, yeah. They had they had a party recently. They did invite us, but we were out of town. You guys are always out of town. Yeah, we're here for a bit. Jeez, I mean, I don't even. I barely have my head on straight. Hey, we're good. 
Keep yeah. going. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> she had one job. She walked home from. Isn't that's that now. nice? That's right. Yeah. And yeah. then Tasha's been she's been battling Lyme disease, so the audience hasn't heard from you in a few weeks. How you doing? I'm hanging in there. Look at the pillbox she has to take. Oh, no, no. It's Blue the is morning and pink is night. Red sky it's night sailors delight. Twenty pills in the morning and twenty pills at night. Ugh. It's a lot. It I'm is. really sick of swallowing water. Yeah. Yeah, like you know, to take that many pills. I was waiting where she was going like with a, that. A glass I was like, yes, and you're a half of water. And I have to eat when I take them too, and so I'm just like I'm so I'm tired of eating. Like eating sucks. On a routine, sucks. every yeah. yeah. She's like know? wake up in the middle of the night and like eat food like after she's kind of been sleeping already. Oh, yeah, kind of bumps. But your body looks great. Thanks. That's good. You have to eat healthy now. Yeah. Yeah. No more, no more. No more. No more donuts. Yeah. Oh, that was the thing. Heartbreaking. Those, those random donuts. Uh, I think we're, we're getting both of us. And um, the random croissants. I'm going to turn Boy, that back on. That. Yeah. It, it, it just automatically shuts off after half an hour. And we just hit 27 minutes, so wherever it's at. But anyway, so um, so that's Landon. You guys have caught up. The audience has caught up twice now, so that's good. That's good and, to see um, you, yeah. So hopefully when Tasha's not running to your next job, you'll um, be back on the mic. Because I know people think that I've sort of hidden you, you know. Yeah, yeah you've been gone. I can't I wait on you. Like I haven't been, like, the past three episodes. Well, you were here for the Lake Tahoe. We did a we did a Tahoe episode two episodes ago, driving back from Lake Tahoe. That was the episode where a bunch of fifteen year old dudes had on her, told the whole story already. But I was mentioning to him the Facebook comment how I had to deal with people calling me out for just you know I can't even make a joke in front of my own friends on Facebook without it becoming a you know you know. Yeah, I'm I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed because it's like Facebook's your own property. It's your own. It's like it's. Tell the microphone closer. Okay. morning or last night i can't remember but we had lunch yesterday with a friend um from out of town from texas and he posted on facebook like a picture of the prime rib that he made and the brussels sprouts that he cooked and just said like you know i cooked for a bunch of friends and family it was a lot of fun and i said you know thank you so much it was delicious um i hope you come back to la more often apparently one of his friends saw my comment on his photo went to my page and I'm like very private, but every once in a while I'll make a post public for like shareability or something, especially if it's political. Well, obviously this guy's from Texas, like very right wing, but this guy went through and commented on like all of these posts and just like, you know, and like, well, let's see if I can pull one up real quick. Oh boy. It's just so condescending, and He's that's projecting. what gets me about it. It's like, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lose sleep over it because I know that it's this guy's own problem. So if somebody's like commenting on your stuff and like over the top about it, you gotta just know that it's their problem, and it really has nothing to do with you. Yeah. This guy's just, you know, he wants to school me on like his point of view, and you it's know, thinks because I'm a girl, he can talk down and to he me. Will. In today's world, you can't be. You know what I mean? Like, it, it used to be just like with vegans. They'd be like, well, did you have a leather purse? Yeah, then fuck you. And it, it used to be a whole thing. It's like, why, you, if you take a stand for anything, it, you have to be so far into that, like, pro-veganism or pro-whatever it is. And it's like... Yeah, like, instead the, of just, like, praising someone for eating, like, meatless Mondays, you know, it's like, you know, every little you bit... You only do Mondays? Helps. Yeah, You know, exactly. every little bit counts. Mm-hmm. And so, like, why are we berating dude, people for not drove, going as far as we This dude drove can. barbecue from Texas. Like, we're going to eat fucking barbecue. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> that, it definitely wasn't from, a, like, some shit slaughterhouse. Like, who knows what the, you know, we don't have the Carfax report of the... Me- 
beat past state lines. <laughs> Dude, that shit came literally the on Brussels, a 60. The Brussels came too, which I feel like California is very strict about their produce crossing straight lines. Yeah, we, we smuggled, smuggled that shit in. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you got to deal with like, if we were Gangsters. just talking about vir- virtue signaling and, 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 you know, like you could pick, you could pick, I mean, we're all wrong in learning about different things. Tasha's from Kentucky where they love the Confederate flag. That took you a moment to get over. Is Kentucky South or North? It's, no, it's right Kentucky on the line. Kentucky is like a, um, it was like one of the first neutral states during the Civil War. And actually, do you remember, were you, were you sleeping through the whole thing? Probably. We watched Lincoln uh-huh. recently. Again, I had seen it a long time ago. But no, the guy from it. Kentucky was the one who, like, finally stood the up. The senator or yeah. the congressman or whatever. But but they've got, like, her, her high school was the rebels and this and that. And it's like, well, my high school was the patriots. And the, the patriot, patriots were terrorists or rebels or whatever you want to call them until they until they won. You know what I mean? Like, it's a whole fucking thing. And who knows? Anyway, it's... it's um. But as a comic who's got to toe the line, I mean, do you have any material that you wonder, like, is this even... Passable half now. Of, I mean, half of your material is you're, all you're, like you're a gay um, Hispanic guy from uh, you know California. How, how far back were your parents? Where were they from? Where were your so? When mom, did who moved in? <laughs> yeah. So mom is uh, so my grandmother is from Guam and my grandfather's from South Carolina. And back in the day, you know, they would just go to the islands and be like uh, that one. You know, so you know they got married. They that was the original yeah, like J date. <laughs> And I said Hispanic, and Guam's not... Uh... But I'm a mix. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So uh, they come back to San Diego, uh, have a bunch of Chamorro babies. So Guam mixed with Hispanic and Anglo, all those three and me. And then, yeah. And, and then what's Dimitri? That's, that Dimitri's sounds... Russian Jew. Oh, Russian Jew. Yeah. <laughs> so we're that, like... So that makes sense. Okay, so... A we're Russian... everybody's enemy. Okay. <laughs> a, gay, a gay Russian Jew. I think we have a sitcom on our hands, you, you guys. I mean, what's... Uh, I mean, it's... It's it's a beautiful time to be alive. Exactly. With all the fucking shit that's out there. It's a beautiful because time to be alive. Because we wouldn't be able to be us and do what we do without people like you guys. You know, without other people from Well, the persecution just... from... Uh, but thank you for the compliment, us. <laughs> well, we try our best. Well, yeah. You guys... Uh, We're as gay yeah. as it gets. We're, I mean... Because, like, the gay, gay, gay couples love to embroider their names on everything. And that's what we do. <laughs> I'll start when I'm 50. <laughs> but Landon and Dimitri, that's a great... You know, you could have a good like towel series. You and just LD or DL. Hello, LD. LD is nice. DL LD's Landon nice. Dimitri Dimitri and Landon. I think Landon has to be LD first. LD was the name of my childhood pastor. I don't know what his real name was, but everybody called him LD. So what's next for you guys? Are you good? Yeah. What are you guys? What are your plans? Um, I'm free today to do podcasts because we're getting our foundation reworked. It's like just a bunch of pounding and digging and drilling and then... But we're here about your sex life. Pounding oh, and my sex life. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, uh, so, but like, yeah, what, like, what do you, like, okay, so I'll put it this way. If a hot chick walks by and I'm with Tasha, I, or any chick, even guys, I'm going to check them out. I'll check dudes out all the time. Guys are in good shape. I'm always looking at their, like, pectorals and, like, wondering what, you know, workout they do. But then women, it's like, we're like, like that one girl yesterday, Tasha, she had, like, uh, pasties on. Who's not going to look at her tits? I didn't see 
Yeah, she had the one. She wasn't even. I wasn't even. There was zero attraction. But you're gonna look at it now as two guys. I, are you just constantly yeah, checking out I'm dudes? A, I'm a little creepy like that. I'll if something looks flesh colored and it's in my eyesight, I have to glance. Yeah, like I don't mean to. It's just what it's our it's our, our it's eyes our, and our brain. We we aren't supposed. I'm to. shocked. <laughs> but I, I look I'm, at yeah. everything. I'll take Beverly to the gym <laughs> instead of the highway just because just I can don't people look watch at everything. People, yeah. I love it. You were you were I'll writing your. Sunset. I'll get off the one uh, ten coming down from Pasadena, where it gets off at uh, the Sunset Stadium Drive area, just so I can drive down Sunset. I know it's like super slow, but just hanging out with the hipsters, yeah. looking at a walk yeah. around. Yeah, I remember I was standing in for. I used to stand in for Matt Bomer on the uh, show White Collar, and he. Do you know who he is? Mm-hmm. He was Magic Mike and um, not Superman. Was he? Is he, he gay? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Married, long time, bunch of kids. Um, and okay. his husband's like big in the, I think maybe in the music industry. They're a superpower couple. Oh wow! But we were in New York fil- filming an episode, and there was a scene where the, the uh, there's a girl who has to change. So obviously it's for the USA Network, so it's all implied nudity. Mm-hmm. But she was in a window of a store looking outward. The camera was on the inside shooting outward. So. She, they didn't shut the set down, and she just dropped her top, and she was like a busty black woman, and um, but you know, good looking, whatever. And um, and Matt and I are off camera, and he looks over at me. He wasn't in the scene. He looks over at me, and goes, "Those are nice boobies." <laughs> and this is a gay man. I was like, "This is fucking cool. <laughs> this is progress." We're ch- no, it's be, it's not progress. It's the, we get away with it. Nobody's putting a gay guy on check for saying some shit that's really offensive. Yeah. Anybody else? You know what? Uh, there's a couple of comedians I've run. I don't want to name names, but there's been a bunch of comedians in my life that have come up to me in L.A. and gone, Landon, you are this mixed race, gay, Iraq war, but you could say whatever you want. I'm like, that doesn't make it good. <laughs> like, that doesn't. It is true. Iraq war vet should, that's, that's enough. <laughs> That you can you say whatever you want being an Iraq war vet. It's uh, like, why gonna... though? What what is what gives me the right? That's a great question, and and I think you've just got validate. You've you've got simple ways to validate that you've that you that you're cultured that you've done that that you've done um uh, you've served the country. You've also been persecuted against just by naturally being a minority in in the in both your sexuality and your race. I mean, all these different things are little hurdles that you've had to live with and grow with and, and have this resistance training against shitty parts of society that I haven't. So I get to yeah. look at a woman and go, listen, that nice titties, because I'm a gay. And I get to do it, too, but i got to look both ways. i got to look left. <laughs> it's like crossing the street. i got to go, is there a car coming? Okay. okay. But look at them titties. And so Tasha does it. Tasha say. looks at titties. You look at titties all the time. You almost you wanted to bang that chick in Colombia who had tits. You had that one. You had that. Well, she is Colombian. <laughs> yeah, she she goes which girl? Oh, at the restaurant. Yeah, you like you you saw the chick with the huge. Colombia's the capital of fake boobs. I've heard plastic surgery all around, right? No, those. <laughs> goes, those weren't fake tits. I know. There's something. There's an aura to. That's what made her boobs. more special. <laughs> We're real. Have you ever kissed a boob, Tasha? You don't know. Is that you don't know? Like you're not saying. On my fifth Jaeger bomb. (laughs) There was a chick who hit on Tasha um, a couple years ago, and I haven't gotten over it yet. Because the girl knew that I was with Tasha. And I was like, I don't know how the rules apply. Because it doesn't mean I wouldn't have been against it. Probably. But it's like... You have to put those rules down. 
Yeah, like, well, me and Dimitri got rules. Well, we and, have yeah. rules, but like chick, but the chick knew me and still tried to hit on Tasha, and that's just as bad as a dude doing it. Other than there's no recourse when a woman does it. Like I'm not gonna be like, you want to fight? You know what I mean? Whereas like, if a dude that I knew was like trying to fucking kiss Tasha's tits, I'd have to be like, um, first of all, this is war, and you're gonna die. Like you know. But when a girl does it, you go, oh, that's supposed to be sexy, and it and it is, but also patriarchy, patriarchy. <laughs> But also, like, are you really going to disrespect me that way? And my ego gets involved. Because but like, that's a clear example of, like, sort of an adulterous moment there. I think that's, I think that's stretch. I think it's more of, like, <laughs> like a, like a, uh, a lack of, uh, uh, um, what do you call it, where you, like, cut somebody off? A lack, not decency, where you're just not being... You just... You just uh, Conscientious. You're not being conscientious of other people's like thoughts, feelings, emotions, how they're. And she was a really. She was probably ten years younger than Tasha. Right, she's about ten years younger than you. And I'm like this fucking just a little like young teen girl thinks she can go in and, and fuck my chick. Yeah, she can. She thought she could. What are you gonna do about it? You shut her down, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the story I got. You don't need to do anything. <laughs> If but you like, guys, if you guys trust each other to be people in the world without you having to mitigate every minute of each other's lives, you're good. Keep if loving. Tasha, if Tasha had a friend that that was, they have a website, they have a you know Thrinder or whatever. If Ta- or if Tasha knew a girl that she was sexually attracted to, and I was somehow like part of the fucking game plan, I think it's not that weird when you break it down and like actually talk to each other about it. Yes, but you know that's I mean? called good communication. And without it, confusion happens and then weird and frustration and anger. That's called <laughs> deciding to be swingers, right? Like well, that's, I mean, that's old lingo, but, you know, <laughs> sure. Like, yeah. I'm from just, the 80s. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I, was, I think of it as swingers, too, yeah. My I mean, dad called me one time because he, he was a little upset that I got married without inviting them. And they're conservative Republican people, but they were still upset that he didn't get to come to like our little ceremony that we had, which was nobody. Was <laughs> it just like a last-minute thing? Oh, yeah. It was definitely shotgun at the end of the year. But what? We wanted to get it done just in case they took it away again. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but anyways, uh, he was upset that he didn't get to come to our, you know, our little sir, and he was a little PO'd by it. But uh, what were we? Uh, you had said swingers. Swingers. Uh, he had said, "Yeah, I I married your mom because I never want to sleep with anybody else again." I'm like, cool, but that comes from like old school, really religious feelings, thoughts, emotions. Like I see where all that comes from, but he, uh, he's not mad at me because of that. He's mad because. He didn't get to come to the ceremony. You know what I mean? And yeah. But he did bring it up, so I know that it's still in the zeitgeist of everyone's mind. What's to- your thought process? Because I know the um, – I, I, from what I've been told, the – are you leaving? Yeah. All right, Tasha's know. leaving. Nice. Bye. It's good to see you again. Have a good one. What time, what, what time are you – no, you're good. They're hugging. What time are you back? Did you turn this back on or did – I did. It's oh, it's okay. It's fine. All right. I'll be home later. Yes. Love you. Take care. Bye. Bye. Uh, but yeah. Um, right, right when you get into the good shit. Right. <laughs> and then she leave. We have comments. We need I opinions. Think, I think every guy's dream is to have like... But I, think the, I think the scary thing, and this isn't um, necessarily my, my fear, but I think a lot of guys are worried about finality. Yeah. As far as like, what if this person ends up hating you? So many times you hear of relationships where they go, um, Jim Florentine, a comedian, was just talking about this, where like um, he had, oh, fuck, who was it? He had a famous comedian at his wedding. It was, oh, it was Howard Stern. Because he, he used to be on the Howard Stern show. Cool. I, I could be butchering this. He had Howard Stern at his wedding. No, it was someone else. Was it Howard Stern? No. Fuck. Anyway. And the guy said, look, you're going to love each other till, you, till she hates you. 
And that's just how it's going to go. And he caught his wife cheating on her two years later. And I'm not saying I've chosen... Caught to... his wife cheating on him? Yeah. Okay. With, he had to use a private investigator, and it was a whole thing, and this and that. So but, that... Okay. And, of course, that's a, that's a shitty example where you got a probably a shitty, a shitty guy, and, and everything's shitty. Um, I feel free to wind that up. Uh, just in the mics here. Uh, but... And, of course, it's like, I don't think... I, 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 with my heart, believe Tasha to be a really good person. She's, she wouldn't be with me if she, she, you know what I mean? Like, there's plenty of dudes out there that could throw money at her and all these nice things. Which, by the way, a bachelor, a former bachelorette contestant messaged her this week. I'm like, oh shit, this guy's got like 12 abs. You know what I mean? You're going to deal with that. But I'm, and again, it's all, you know, part of, um, for, for me, it's like, I've never been more secure with where we're at as far as like, I'm not worried about, uh, all the financial aspects of things. I'm doing my art, to creating this and that. Everything else is coming together. And she doesn't give me that sort of pressure to be like, well, you're not a famous director. You know, she doesn't do that type of shit. But you still have to deal with, you know, the, that driving force to make yourself better. And I think a good partner will, will kind of uh, ignite that fire in you without it being like, I don't know, used, weaponized. Does that make sense? Um, yeah. I mean, it's, I think, first of all, to get back to your point about, uh, people getting mad or, like, leaving each other, uh, then you can't call that out. You can't tell the future of how somebody's going to feel until after the fact. Yeah. We can all say, and, I, you know, somebody, I once thought to myself, well, they're, they're, in that idea of whatever's going on, I thought to myself, well, they're liars then because they went in knowing what all the... No, they weren't necessarily liars. They just didn't really know their own temperament, sure. their own... You know, but uh, with 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 wed with marriage, the the choosing someone for the rest of your life, I I agree with that, and I would sign those papers if that's where this where where the agreement was. But also, it's kind of crazy to think that you know, like I like I know so many so many people who have situations where like they fuck some chick, and it's just like don't ask, don't tell type of thing, and it's like you don't you don't ever want to be. Um, like if, like if Tasha and I, if, you know, sometimes our schedules are off and, you know, we might go a week or two without sex. Uh, we just, just, it just happens. We went on vacation with our family and shit's just, you know what I mean? Just can happen sometimes. It's only going to get harder. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like the whole, like you become bigger professionals, busier people, and you start meeting broader, more intellectuals in your own craft. Like it all starts building up to where. Yeah, don't hit uh, hate yourselves because you can't fuck every day. Like yeah. that's fine. Oh, and that's not. We've never, you know, that without some people are like yeah, we, then when we started dating, we fucked every day. I was like, well, yeah. where are they? But let's uh, be realistic. But like yeah. the, I bet you there's couples out. You know, you hear stories of people that like the dude would rather just fucking masturbate and not have to deal with whatever like sure. reality, and then they just stop having sex, and one week leads to two months, the next thing, you know, and it's like shit. So it's like I would never want to sub. I would never want us to substitute our own loving exchange for like something else Synthetic. but but like if but if, if some crazy you know and, and maybe men can wrap their head around this more but like the the idea that like if she's if if you know experimenting in different ways that's a, it's such a new age kind of weird shamefully thing for me even to talk about why be just because and i come from a catholic background and she comes from you know very traditional parents but yeah it's very weird to be like why is putting a dick in a vagina or or whatever you know however you want to do it why is that so um such a you know, infidel type of thing why is it so such a betrayal Babies. and it's the lying it's 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 that it's the lying it's the sneaking around but the actual act isn't 
that crazy. You know what I mean? <laughs> duh. Yeah. It's but, just sex. But that's weird. But that's how, but even you're saying duh, but I don't think most people feel that way. No, I know that for a fact because I used to be most people though. Yeah. You know, I, I, I came into me being sort of, you know, the, now, I even feel like it's still kind of crazy in my mind to speak about it. It's still a little taboo, but no, I we do we talk about it with friends where we're like, would you if if I let you have sex with in a you know we have a friend like let's use just an example John and Marina. Uh, I was like, as like if if would it, would you if I let you have sex with John and I had sex with Marina like who who's you know like with that it's like such a weird thing to talk about, but it's like the idea that's like well. It almost be like my buddy Darren. My buddy Darren and I talk about this all the time because because we're just like really close friends. And he and I'm like, would you be okay with your girlfriend hooking up with another guy? If it meant you could hook up with another girl, and it's like that's the whole like tit for tat thing where you know it would it would suck if say like Tasha and I came up to this agreement and she just ended up wanting to stay at home and watch TV and I was the one like going out and about. It would be like it would it'd be very hard to to line up our priorities with with adding an extra sort of wrinkle into that mix. I wouldn't like yeah, I talk about it all the time, but I wouldn't like for us I nobody you're cl- close to. Like it shouldn't be somebody that I don't know that you love as a friend and as caring people because if it does change you people, you know, that you guys try something and it turns out raw between everyone, you're not losing someone that you've built right. 10 years of friendship with or something you right. know, over a fucking fuck. Well, what do you, do you guys have agreements? Like, yeah. are you guys, what do you, what do you, when what we're are out of, things? you know, uh, rules like, uh, yeah, if we're out of town, if we're separated, if we're, uh, if we want to hang out with a third, you know, we're not. Dude, that crazy, if, actually. It's uh, <laughs> just if, kind of boring. Yeah, but if like your husband's out of town, is it something you mentioned to him that's yeah, happening? Yeah, we'll talk before. We're like, let's set up what's going to happen this weekend. And I'm like, well, I might you know, go out and drink. But you know, what happens if I meet somebody that wants to fuck around? Is there any worry that you're going to fall for somebody else? Because <laughs> that would be the biggest worry. I'm too old and have been through <laughs> too much other shit right now to really ever. And that's the trust thing that I think. I think heterosexual relationships could learn a lot from 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 I would say some gay couples and and again everyone's different yeah. and not to make it one because I've the seen other. gay couples fucking almost kill each other after Absolutely. one incident and, and I think I'm like, they say most dudes hierarchy you most know what I mean? domestic again don't have the stats to prove it but I've heard that most domestic. Um, Assault issues are happening with yeah. with gay guys because it's like there's no like there's nothing stopping you from slapping the shit out of the other person and hard <laughs> boy muscle boy, boy mu- <laughs> that's gonna be the name of the episode boy muscle boy muscle you're gonna like this one folks boy muscle um yeah but again we're married because Dimitri and I are very similar people I feel not in all of the attributes that you know make us succeed or fail but. In the in the way that uh, we've seen the world in our very similar generational pool together, and we're yeah we're a loving yeah. couple. Yeah. See, I'm guilty of talking about my relationship like it's a antique car that I'm trying to fix. So I say this in a way that I only talk about the the, the things making the noise, the, the belt squeaking, this and that. I'm not I'm not sharing all the good moments where I where I'm in awe and I go, oh my gosh, I fucking melt when I look into her eyes because that's just like. Ugh. You know what I mean? No one wants to hear that. I'm talking about the fucking exhaust is too loud, or I can't rev up the engine, or she won't let me fucking come. You know, but I mean, <laughs> whatever. Like they get so, but <laughs> me, Tasha. <laughs> so I feel like when people are listening, they might. And again, I don't really care. We're super honest on 
this thing. I, but I think that when people listen, they go, why the fuck are you guys together? Because people have commented being like, dude, you guys have issues. And it's like, well, yes, but I am also an open book here. So I think when, when, they, when people hear about comics, they go, oh, they're fucking depressed, crazy lunatics. It's like, maybe, or maybe they're just the only ones being fucking honest in this fucking world where everyone's, you know, just putting out their best looking avatar. You know what I mean? I don't know. Right? Boo. <laughs> Boy muscle. <laughs> boy muscle. I'm uh, yeah. flexing that boy muscle right now. I don't know. You know argue. what I mean? We're, we're all pieces of shit. We are all all of us. Of but we're all like, I would like to give people the benefit of the doubt that we that they mean well. It's just, you know, like for for I wonder if my relationship will get to that level of trust. And again, you know, I don't I think I feel like it kind like just well, from her like who she is and meeting her like a second time now, like no, she's a professional person who's actually in between gigs today and running around and letting you do. Yeah. She reminds me a little bit of Dimitri in that, like, I'm working, we're working, it's busy day. Like, it's just a... And we're the losers podcasting. Yeah, totally. Yeah, Fuck no, it. she's busy, but I, I have to... It's tough because emotionally, I've got to support her. Like, she's super... Like, this is a very busy week for her. So she was getting super stressed last night as she's about to go to bed. And I'm like, babe, you can't. You're going to have, like, a nightmare. Like, you need to just breathe it out and just give yourself a reward for the end of Monday, not the end of the week. Just give yourself... You know, a Toblerone. You give yourself a Toblerone. <laughs> I think that's it. She can't have that because of the lime. Oh, damn. <laughs> now, she can have a little bit of chocolate, but she's, uh, but it's like, ah, uh, I wish I could give her what I, what I know. The, the I, I hate to say it because I don't have my shit together, but there, I have a, I have a sort of a Zen kind of vibe happening that, that I've had where I'm just like, you, you, we don't have any control over this. So, like, how are we going to surf the wave or are we going to fucking just, you know what I mean? Like, are we just going to just drown ourselves? So, like, all these good things. Are, like, her issue, her biggest issue right now is all the work she's booking. And I know that that's stressful because you're trying to please everybody. But at the same time, like, this is better than sitting at home with your, you know, just wondering when the phone's going to ring. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, about, it's about riding I'm that. I'm there. <laughs> it's about riding that wave. No, but you're doing You're out there. Yeah, out yeah, there but you're I writing mean, a script. But you're, getting, yes. But I see what you mean. It's getting out of the house, working, working, working. Yes. Absolutely. And she doesn't do the things that I do to keep my mind from going crazy. Uh, today, I will go for a hike by myself. Nice. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to sit in the steam room. I'm going to um, I'm going to do a few things. And today's my me. I, I turned down work today because I was like, today's my day. Today's me. I'm going to p- upload the podcast. Uh, hashtag boy muscle. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to get all this done, and then I'm going to that's going to that's going to last me a couple of days of of you know whatever. I'm going to go do my whatever set I do tonight. I'm going to roll the window down and listen to music on the ride home when there's no traffic. Ugh, That's it, oh man. man. I'm figuring out what I need. What an L.A. Fucking, night, though. That's great. I, I turn the radio up. I roll down both windows. I put my left arm out the window, <laughs> and I jam <laughs> for that 14-minute ride because there's no traffic and whatever, and I fucking jam, and I come home, and I'm pumped. And, and she, I don't, I don't think she's learned how to preemptively service herself to sort of hit those stress mark and just like like simmer it down you know like that acupuncture like she doesn't know what needles to place where to just fucking chill out and i'm always telling her babe you got an off day go to the grove go buy yourself a shirt and get a coffee yeah go, you know and it and then but no it's i don't know i don't know like do you do you know what each what you and dimitri both need as far as you know for your personal time versus how much quality time you need have you guys dialed into like the the juggling between the two 
of what uh, we both personally like to do specifically versus just like do you like yeah do you how much how much time are you doing uh, in a week for like date date time where like just oh no what's yeah we're together a lot yeah <laughs> we're always on a date but when we're separate like I'll like today I went to Griffith Park to go right because one I don't like paying for office space and uh, two they're working on my house so I can't right <laughs> there but. Yeah, I like being in the wilderness with headphones and just writing. That's my thing. He likes, uh, 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 what does he like to do? He just likes to work. He likes to walk around. You downtown. and Tasha are very similar because she likes to just hike Griffith. Yeah. And I and when I'm alone, I hike Runyon because I like to people watch. Yeah, Runyon's, and Runyon's popular. Runyon's yeah. popular. It's not a place where you go to be alone. You go, yeah. To but, be seen. Yeah, you go to, and for Did me, you? it's like, I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk to anybody. I just want to look at them. <laughs> I just want to yeah. look at people as I run by. Sometimes I'll see a few, a friend or two, or whatever. But that's what I like about LA. Sometimes, sorry to get off point though. Is my favorite part about really knowing that I'm from or living here is when I'm in the middle of the city at random fucking shop and I see a comedian or a director I've met. I love like, it. We're in it. I do that in <laughs> here, and it, it happens more to me in New York because there's more foot traffic. But I love that. I feel like I'm part of the ecosystem. Yes. That I mean something. I had a show the other night, and um, there was a comic. Her name's um, I fucking I'm gonna butcher her name. Suba Argwal. Okay. Uh, Suba. Uh, she writes for Jim Jeffrey's show. I want her. I'd love her to be a, a guest on this podcast. But I've never really talked to her before. But like you know, we follow each other. But she's like a successful. She's out doing her thing. I get off stage, and she gives me a high five, and we like butcher it it was like a i went for like the pound and she went for the high five and we kind of did that high five pound shake <laughs> and then we hugged and she dropped her phone it was like a first date weird energy exchange and i was like oh we're friends now we're cool but like the fact that she was like i know this guy she didn't she was just being friendly to me she was probably just wanted you know didn't know anyone else there but it's like oh well, there, there is a bond even with people like there is a community that i belong to even though we're every man for himself doing stand-up she doesn't have that so much so with her modeling career. She really doesn't. And nor does I think, I, I don't think she really wants to pursue the camaraderie of sort of a community. And I wonder if that is more of a male thing. I don't know if it's a male thing or if it's an introvert extrovert thing. I don't know. But all I know is I love the fact that my Starbucks guy knows my order. Mm. I love these stupid little things that make me feel like I'm part of something. And we don't have much of that in the industry. And I don't know what, what she's going to do to find that. But I know she wants to do more art that she used to do. She went to fashion design and all this. There's a sewing machine catching dust. She makes these elaborate dog costumes and does all this thing. But like, without any pressure to do anything, she's just sitting there. And we know that, it, we know that it's something that if you don't pursue creativity when you want to be creative there's like a darkness and a depression that comes out i could be depressed in three days if i just sat around and didn't post anything or didn't put anything up and now you're like well i didn't work for three days what am i really yeah. doing yeah yeah and it's less about and for me it's not social media is like i'll i deleted facebook i'll, I'll go to facebook.com on my phone to post something but i deleted the app because the app makes you it makes it way easier to scroll so i so it's so it's there as a tool but i'm, I'm i pulled back but for me, yeah, being there in person, saying hi to the friend 
friends, being like the mayor of the town where you're just like shaking hands and seeing friends. Not in the phony way, but in the way where it's like, hey, how you doing, man? It's genuine like, as fuck. You've yeah. seen them. And it You've can be phony too, but it's, you know, there's a phony end to They're it. They're all liars. Yeah. 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 There's, oh, how you been? What's new? I don't give a fuck. But then there's the people that I'm like, oh, I feel good. I saw my people. They're okay. That's part of it. And like, and with stand up, part of stand up is not just relating to the audience, but being part of a community that, that trusts you and you trust them. So like you're vouching for each other. I hope so. Yeah. And, but I've, I've, in, in, in the last couple of years, sometimes I've been too, too quick to run home after a set and I'm not doing the job of just mingling for 10 extra minutes. I'm learning that this year, 2018, stick around. That's what I've been yeah. doing. Yeah. And I it's just... like the smokers in the corporate world. If you're not a smoker, you're not out there not, yeah. chatting with them, whatever the Seinfeld or friends up, whatever that episode but, was. Um, but that's how we have to be where it's like, it's not just the X's and O's of how you are on stage. It's the community you build. Mm-hmm. That when it comes down to it, if someone goes, oh, is, is Dave Neal funny? Well, someone's going to be like, even if I am, they're going to be like, well, or they're going to be like, dude, fuck, yeah, bring him along. He's a good, he's a good guy. Get him on set. And that means something in our industry. That means more than any sort of accolades. Because we are just word of mouth and a website. We're word of mouth <laughs> and a website. That's what a comedian is. Yeah. And the bigger our website, the bigger the word of mouth, we do well. Yeah. Because I mean, look at the, the, the kind of like... You go to Karma Lounge, and we were there for a while. That's where I either we met there or became friends there. But yeah, yeah. that was probably where and I then that dissipated. Did. But so did many of the comedians that were going there. Now we're you know a meeting at Fourth Wall or like at the Hollywood Hotel. Hollywood Hotel. Hollywood Hotel is like well because you, you mentioned my Jess. Picks. I'm so glad Jess oh, yeah, is Jess. running yeah, there yeah. because she's um, I don't know her that well, but I love her. Mm-hmm. She's very much like um, a sister sort of like. She's like a twin vibe to me. She's a great host. She's great. She's just a good person. And yeah. it's nice to have. It's, yeah. To, Jess to, Mulder. Jess Mulder. Yeah. She hasn't been on the podcast either. She, and this needs to happen soon. But yeah, like I can, she can bring me up on stage and I can talk to the audience like I'm talking to her. And it, and it becomes less of like this wall that we put up and more of like friends talking. And it and feels better and it's a better vibe. That's why I could give a fuck with this podcast about having, you know, people try to give me advice and they go, dude, you got to get a fucking like a bestseller or this or that on. I go, no, I need my friends on because I'd rather pick my friends' brains and, and build my relationships with people that I like that I don't even know that well like you. I don't even right. know you that well, but like... We, wait, till, we sh- wait till you're getting paid corporate shills, you know, coming at you to make a podcast for them. Then you, you know, you interview yeah. you know, Busta Rhymes or whatnot. <laughs> yeah. But now definitely use your picks, you know, use your yeah. faves, you know. And I look forward to the day where, you know, whatever whatever screenplay you're writing right now and I can look, for, you, know, on a, you know, 50, 75 episodes down the road and be like, oh, yeah, my buddy's back on because he sold that thing he was working on. Ooh. And we're all... You know, whatever things we're all just throwing shit in different directions, but it's um, just it's be, with the just same. Just live happy. Just live it. People, the thing I try to preach the most, if I can, if I can use this to preach anything, it's leap in the net will appear. The idea that creativity is not something that you just get commissioned to do. You just don't. You got to have it in your pocket. You got to work the muscle. Like, what are you, what are you working on now? What, 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 what's the project you're, you're writing? Like, how did that come about? Um, so my feature is called Mar. Uh, the log line is what if the world's fate rested on one woman's wrists? Uh, the, the world has a global dream that this one person, Martha, has to kill herself in seven days or the world will burn. 
And that's where I'm at. <laughs> I love it. Thanks. And that's what I'm working on. But I'm also working it's good on to have my... a time restraint, too. She got seven days. Seven days. Um, Is that biblical there? The yeah, there's days. Martha. Uh, there's Catholicism in it. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's nice. all built in. Is she like Mother Earth? What is she? She's sort of like uh, uh, she's a ragamuffin. She's kind of a, a beat bitch, but she's, you know, it's not suicidal yet. <laughs> and, then, and then when you know she's the only one that doesn't have the dream so how does everybody in the world treat this one woman who either is or isn't their real savior is it a phenomenon or is it true fo- you know prophecy yeah, when we'll find fun. out yeah we'll find out in 2025 and then, <laughs> when it finally gets made and then your second movie boy muscle boy muscle yeah, yeah that's the, <laughs> that'll be there for you. it's just gay mma <laughs> <laughs> spartans yeah <laughs> oh. that's right the gay mma it's spartans MMA. uh okay well, well we gotta get out of here how can people find you what's your social media uh i don't do facebook uh anymore Good. i really oh, i geez. really deleted Good it it was sad but also eh. um i can be found uh just on my website and it'll get updated soon. LandonCharlesHughes.com. Three le- three names. That's how you know you got it going on. Somebody owns Landon Hughes. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, and they want like six grand for it. Like, but on stage, do you just go by Landon Hughes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I go by Landon Charles Landon Hughes. What would Hughes, you like then? for stand-up? Like, what's your goal with that? Well, I, that might, that's my second writing project. I'm getting ready for my hour. Yeah. I just I know all the jokes. I just got to put them in line. And What's your strategy with that? Um, I kind of am sort of stealing from and fusing three different specials that I've loved over the years, you know, from different comedians, uh, Rhea Bamford, Ellen, uh, and like Chris Rock's older stuff, like, and then fusing all that with like a gay military <laughs> brown dude energy. Dude, you yeah. walk that into Netflix. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, Iraqi war vet, gay. What do you need? Guam. Right. Yeah, right. But all of those <laughs> and are funny and the, funny yeah. and super talented. It's all in the that. show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude, you got it like, yeah, because I, I, I think of, um, you know, you do jokes, you know, that are f- th- several years old, you put them away and then you go, okay, now that I'm working for me, even just to work on my, like, like my middle, my feature act. So like, I was like my, what's my half hour. And I'm thinking, and I had to do my first like feature weekend where I was like, shit, I don't know if I'm doing 20 minutes or 30. Where at? I did it. I just did it in Rhode Island. Congrats. Yeah, it was cool. It was, um, it was the weekend after 4th of July, which is 4th of July is always the hardest time, but luckily the weather wasn't that nice. So the Saturday show was amazing because it rained that day. Ugh. And I tell you what, these little things make a difference. Not to, like comedies can be fine either way. The Friday show was fine, but they always say Friday, late show, they're always tired or whatever because they had worked that day. And this was like July 7th. Unless they're smash faced. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, and that's, and that's its own set of problems. And then the Saturday show normally would be good, but some comics just take the summer off. Yeah. Because it's like, what are we doing? You were, you know, you know, now you're going to sit Doing comedy and- in a hot black box every day. Like I've, I did. Yeah. I've been doing this the last, forever. and of course we just have to do it. Just just barrel through and do it. So I'm yeah. not making limitations. But a show, show. You're right. But as far as you know, a half hour show goes, yeah. or for me, a half hour set. The second, the the Friday night, I did okay. I had friends come. They weren't like, "Well, you are fucking not." Like you can tell. Like no one's gonna lie to you that much. So I was like, hey, you did good. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, okay, I know. I know that means I didn't. You know, I, where I'm at, I know that's not the potential I need to be at. I'm glad you came out. <laughs> Tasha, Tasha wasn't in town yet. She flew in that night, got in the next morning, Saturday morning, and then that that day, yeah, it rained a little bit, whatever. 
um, I was just all day long like, what the fuck am I going to do to switch things up? Because I'm doing the same jokes, roughly. At least 80% is the same. Maybe I'll work different things in and out. But I was like, what the fuck am I going to do to not have that result? And that night was magic. Not like standing ovation magic. Just like fuck. Like, like to the point where Tosh was like, that uh, that was good. Like that, I haven't seen that. Like that was because she doesn't I get love this. when the partners sit. When Dimitri comes to a show and he sees a good one, he's <sighs> I got ideas. Like he gets excited. Like yeah. then I know I did. And I and as much as I need the affirmation, <laughs> and, and as much as I bottle it up, I'm talking about it right now. As much as I do all that, that's when I get. When no one's going to believe this. That's when I get super humble. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, whatever. Like I did it like two nights ago. I had a, I had a d- pretty decent show, and the guy, the friend came out and he was like, "You were way better than I thought you would be." Which part <laughs> of me was like, "Well, okay, fuck you," <laughs> but I was also like, "Yeah, you know, whatever." I was working this out, and and he's like, "Dude, you're not good at taking compliments." I'm like, "Yeah, I know, but if I was, wouldn't that be weird?" Right. I know that was good. Like that's you, you need a little bit of a humility to push you to that next level. Like that's but extreme it, narcissism. Yeah. Didn't I kill it? Because I can tell you <laughs> all the seventeen ways that that half an hour show didn't go well, and I had a few jokes that were like you know whatever might not have hit the way they wanted to hit. But then all these new things came up and new tags and this and that. And and you I was felt like, yeah, it's the comedy world. Yeah. yeah, you feel that. I Ryan. felt it, and I had in the the headliner was this like super gregarious black dude and like you know like older guy who like every joke some honestly you couldn't even tell what he was saying and he was still <laughs> laughing because you believed this guy and my 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 kind of energy is not that but it's like my own thing and you're trying to figure out what your energy is you got a rhythm and everybody's just, got their own rhythm and it and and when you're not when you're not actively in that rhythm you know something's off but you're on stage you're thinking about what we got to say next and there's that's where the work comes in when you know the shows where you're like, oh boy, this did not how I wanted to start, and I'm looking dead stone cold in the audience. <laughs> and then by the end of the set, I'm getting laughs, and it's like, oh, I kind of figured it out. Yeah. Whereas, like, if you're if you're in a symphony or a rock band, you kind of know what note you're hitting right away. I haven't figured out a way to structurally have the stand up. And part of it is you don't want too much structure because a structure can hinder you from something better. You know what I mean? It's like it's like a risk you're taking by saying, I'm not going to memorize a script. Because people might think you memorize scripts. It's like, you're not. You're going to have bits you're going to do. Sometimes on the fly, you decide, we're done with this joke. It's trailing. I'm not going to do the rest of the bits. And then you move on to something else. Or you, you know, all these different things happen. Or you blank and you make something else up. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes yeah. it works. Sometimes it doesn't. And that's the key to it all. But in the end, especially you know for you, if you're you know writing your hour, it's like, what's the through line? No one wants to see 60 minutes of jokes anymore what's the what's the kind of so like so like is it is yours autobiographical is it yeah so it's, because and we've been mansplained by carlin and, and Pryor and, and and bruce you know we've all been you know we've been there uh we were seeing a, a renaissance in female comics that i'm loving jessica singleton is probably the she's fun yeah she's the hardest working female comedian in los did I, you, you watch her face you like watch where she's at you're like i'm looking in alaska today and then i'm doing this and you're like oh, i need to work harder eight years ago i was doing palms bar in west hollywood and she was just this little blonde chick i knew now she's She's got yeah. It, it, the evolution of a comedian is insane with the work ethic. The the meritocracy of stand up comedy. There's politics to it and everything, but I don't think there's any truer form of entertainment in the industry that rewards hard work and talent. How are you going to tell a group of people like, or how are you going to tell somebody they're not funny when a whole audience is laughing at them just because you're the agent or the the guy who's producing the pro? You know what I mean? Yeah. The struggle that I've had 
is... The audience tells us we're good. The struggle I've had is that the audience tells us we're good, and a lot of times our audience is other comedians, and I've felt very inadequate to like not wanting to make other comics laugh. And some, I think some co- comedians just naturally are, are a comics comic. And I'm not saying I'm not a comics comic. I'm just saying you're not going to do a bunch of relationship material in front of 12 dudes and expect... Especially twelve dudes that aren't even dating. They're out there like half of them living out of their car. Sorry, they are. You know these comics are like we're fucking rough folk, real. And it's and sometimes you you get them and sometimes you don't. And some some rooms, you know, if we're doing like the fourth wall in front of eight people, sometimes I it it goes well. And sometimes you go like I'm just like fucking talking to deaf ears right now. But it's back to your point of. It rained that day. It cooled off. Things got easier because of certain global unforeseen things where it worked out. It was a good show. And when it, yeah, when it goes well, when jokes hit, Mm -hmm. it's so funny because I remember uh, uh, being new to comedy and you'd be like surprised when a joke hits. You're like, oh, geez, they love me. But I also remember, because, you know, we've all just fucking flatlined. But I also, but now it's like the expectation is always to kill. And, which is good. I think that's what it should be. So, uh, so if I have a set that goes really well, I am most likely to walk off the stage confused because I'm like, I think that was really good, but like, I'm like trying to be self-critical. And that's how I was on that good show. It wasn't until, until afterwards when people were like, dude, that was fucking something. That, until that, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I thought it was good. I thought I was doing well, but you don't have the scoreboard. You don't have that like, no, that was a home run. You just have like that. I think that was, and but from my point of view, I think they all laughed. But you know, where was it that? It sucks. You have no check-in box. You have no time sheets. You have no. <laughs> you have a bunch of notes in like a scrap papers all over your life all the time. It's just what it is. Yeah, you got to be. Yeah, and we're doing this thing. You know, it's funny. Like we got to wrap up, but doing this thing, it's sometimes. I talk into these microphones and I'm like, who the fuck is listening? And then you'll get like Jennifer from Virginia or some random oh, person will write in and thanks, you go, thanks, Jen Jen. Yeah, you go, fucking, <laughs> this is amazing. You got Michigan, you got uh, a dude in, uh, you know, you, uh, you get literally some uh, sh- uh, Shanghai and all these random places because they can just search for something and stumble upon it. And now, obviously, now now my mind, mind uh, you know, goes to the place where it's like, look, I'm not to be stubborn, like I want to grow, but my voice is my voice and I'm going to be what I am. And sometimes I interrupt and sometimes. Sometimes, um, you know, Tasha and I will do a podcast that ends in a fucking silent treatment. You know, sometimes shit happens, but this is what you get. And this is the honest truth of what it is. So it's not about, um, you know, anything else. And and the audience will be there. It's just a matter of how do we tap in and ride that wave uh, of like like building that audience and and having being, you know, the algorithm of it all. Because there's enough of people in the universe that to to sell out theaters based on someone who's going to enjoy what I do and someone who's going to enjoy what you do. It's just a matter of finding them in Iowa and Florida and all these random fucking places when when we're kind of saturated with different sorts of content. Oh, you're fine. You're going to be good. You'll be all right. Yeah. We got to get out of here. Totally. Well, thanks so much for doing it. I know I've told you for a while that I've wanted to have you on, and I'm glad you could come over. Hey, yeah, and, totally. And um, cocktail parties at your place next time. <laughs> yeah, totally. Thank you again. I all appreciate right, everybody. it. everybody. Lenny Hughes, go check them out. And uh, again, uh, this, I think this is a good start for everyone's week. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with how this went. Uh, let me know. Write in to the podcast. I'm at SexActuallyPod on Instagram um, or at DNeals, D-N-E-A-L-Z. Uh, write in. Let me know what you think. Leave a comment. Uh, we've been posting a bunch of random 
random you know content to the social medias um, sex actually podcast at gmail.com for people that have questions we answer people's questions uh, whether it's dating relationships or whatever uh, life advice you're not going to get any judgment from me uh, if you want uh, someone's opinion that's not in your family because your family sucks at giving you their opinion they're going to just pepper in what they want for you um, whatever so leave a comment there also, also the last thing I never I never do this so I got Lena I got to promote this you got for those listening you have to subscribe on iTunes I don't care if you listen on Laughable Stitcher TuneIn Radio SoundCloud iHeart whatever you have to subscribe on iTunes we're trying to boost that they have on their Twitter a handle called at Apple Podcasts share this podcast with your friends uh, tag Apple Podcasts Ask them why they haven't featured it yet. You got to you got to do that on social media for them to bump it up the chains. Uh, it'll help your boy uh, get some new audience members, and it'll be good for everybody. It can uh, lead to bigger things. Uh, if you haven't already, write a review. It's super easy on your iPhone. If you have a partner or a uncle or a mom, just say, "Hey Siri, down. Uh, hey Siri, subscribe to the Sex Actually podcast." That's literally all you have to do on your iPhones and it'll do it for you. So go do that. Um, subscribe on your iPad, iPhone and your MacBook. And, uh, and thank you for that. That's the episode, everyone. Bye. (laughs) 